Dangerous habit number three, here it is. It's called renewing your mind. I want to talk to you about renewing your mind. Because the mind is a battlefield. The same thing that God's trying to fight for is the same thing that the enemy's trying to fight for. And they're both fighting for your mind. Whoever wins that battle gets your life. Whoever wins this battle gets your future. So the mind is so important. Jesus saw it so important. He said, you should love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. But love me with your mind. Today, I want to talk to you about how to love God with your mind. We're talking about mental health today. Mental spiritual health. Mental health for your future. I just want to say this. Anxiety is the number one concern amongst adults in America. In fact, you talk to most people post-COVID, and they will tell you the same thing. COVID really messed me up. And what are they saying? Did it mess up their money? Messed up their mind. Made me feel weird things and think bad thoughts. And I started questioning them. And it was the race issue. It was the politics. It was the, it was, it was the, it was the vaccine. It was just, I'm not mentally in a good place. God cares about your mind. Jesus died on a cross, rose from the grave to give you a spirit that takes over your thoughts and makes them good. So I want to talk to you because listen, if you change your mind, you'll change your life. Right thinking leads to right living. And you cannot live right if you don't think right. So I want to talk to you about renewing your mind. Romans chapter 12. Let's go into our scripture today. Romans 12 verse 1. I love this. Romans 12 verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So let's just pause, Zoe. The Bible is teaching us what worship is. Worship is not singing a melody. Worship is not 30 minutes in our service. Worship is not throwing on YouTube and listening to all the big worship artists. Worship is a lifestyle. He says, I urge you, brothers, in view of the cross, in view of his faithfulness, in view of God's blessing, in view of God. Come on, has God been good to anybody today? Come on, has God shown up and done a... You ought to clap in your house like you serve a faithful, awesome, good, powerful God. In view of God's mercy. Get your eyes not on your failure, not on your sin, not on your mistake. Not on social media, in view. I want to ask you, what are you watching today? What do you got your eyes on? Because whatever you watch, you become. Whatever your eyes are fixed on, you'll worship. It becomes an idol in your life. Therefore, in view of God. I wonder, do you have a view today? You ever go to a great place like that has a view? We, 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 we live here in L.A., so sometimes we'll take the family out to Malibu. We are on a mission from Malibu, and we'll get out to Malibu and just look at the view and think, my God, I pay high taxes to see this right here. In view of God's mercy, I urge you, brothers and sisters at Zoe Church, to offer your lives as a living sacrifice. 
Now, he's talking about the difference between Old Testament sacrifice and a New Testament sacrifice. In the Old Testament, you would kill the best uh, fatted calf or you'd you, a bull or you'd kill some animal and bring it as a sacrifice. In the New Testament, in the Jesus era, we bring our life as the sacrifice. We're not killing something. We're dying to ourselves. It's not an animal. It's our ego. It's not some bull. It's our pride. We are dying to ourselves to say, I will be a living sacrifice. I want somebody to put in the chat right now, I'm a living sacrifice. Come on, clap in the ministry center. If you, I, we need Zoe Church. We need some people that are just like, I'm, I'm, I'm dead and gone. I feel like JT, Justin Timberlake, when I said it. I urge you, Zoe Church, in view of God's mercy, to present your life a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing before God. This is your reasonable. This, this translation, NIV, said this is your proper act of worship. Now, he has said that, verse 1, to tee up verse 2. Watch what he says in verse 2. This is Paul, the apostle, writing. He says, therefore, I urge you, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, after that, you will be able to detest and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. His good. So then, after I get renewed in my mind, I can tell what God's will is for my life. When I don't renew my mind, I can't tell. I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know where he wants me to go. I don't know who he wants me to talk to. I don't know what connect group to be in. I don't know what team I should serve on at Zoe. I don't know if I should talk. But when I renew my mind, I'm changed. Do not conform. We don't need people in this culture at this era to conform more to culture. We need to be transformed by the, re the way God changes you is he changes your mind. Be be I like the word transform because I used to play with transformers. I don't know how you grew up, but I, I grew up playing with transformers more than meets the eye. I, and you, the, the, it would be like a police car or be some like, you know, red, like just like Ferrari looking thing. And we, we, we'd be playing with them as kids and it'd be a car. And all of a sudden you, and all of a sudden you and it would become some big robot. And all of a sudden it's like this big thing, like boom, boom, boom. It's going to take out the other Legos in the house. God says, I don't want you to conform. I have called you to transform and a lot of us are like i'm not changing that much i haven't seen that much growth in my life i feel like i'm going backwards god can't change you until you give him your mind don't conform to the patterns of this world it's like you know what when you become a christian you look different when you become a believer in Jesus, you don't look like everybody else at work. You don't talk like everybody. You don't act like everybody. You've been transformed. It's the gospel. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's what God does in somebody. He changes me. He changes me to look like Jesus. 
come on, I don't want to conform to what the world thinks or what the world does. The world has an opinion about every area of my life, but so does God. And so I don't need others' opinions. I don't need what culture says. I need what Jesus says. I need what the Bible says. Come on, in the chat today, clap today if you're grateful. Come on, give me some praying hands emojis, the clap. I want the double hand emoji. Come on, thank God. Thank you to be transformed. We need, to, we need to work on your mind. I wonder how your mental health is. I wonder if you'd say of yourself, I'm strong mentally. I've got the mind of Christ. I know how to, I, I know how to think well. I know how to think well of others. I know how to think well of myself. See, I think there's a bigger problem than you realize. In fact, I'm going to walk you through three areas today. I want to, I want to show you the problem of our lack of mental health. I'm going to point you to the solution, and then I want to paint a possibility of what your life could look like if you keep getting transformed. Because God's not just taking you from a car to a robot. He's taking you from like being oppressed to being strong. He's taking you from low self-esteem to crazy confidence. He's taking you from, from feeling bad about yourself to feeling like, I'm called, I'm righteous, I'm loved. I'm a, oh, come on. Anybody excited today? I feel like there's some changing that's about to happen. It's a dangerous habit. It's a dangerous habit because if you fall in the bad category and you conform, that's a dangerous habit that will take you, that will destroy your future. But if you get, if you renew your mind, whoo, what could you look like? in six months. I want to show you the problem. Write down number one today. I love this thought. You need a quiet mind to lead a quiet life. By the way, as a father of four, I just appreciate the word quiet. The word quiet ministered to me the moment I said it. You need a quiet. I was like, oh, Jesus, you're preaching. You need a quiet mind to lead a quiet life. We've been talking about quiet time, talking about Sabbath rest, I want to remind you, you've been called to live a quiet life. Not a life of drama, not a life of conflict, not a life of, 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 of commenting. This is what I think, this is what you are. Why are Christians some of the meanest, loudest, harshest people on the planet? When Jesus himself like a sheep led to the slaughter, did not say a word. Watch how you and I are called to live our life. First, I love this, First Thessalonians 4. Aspire to lead a calm and peaceful life as you mind your own business. Oh, that's a word for somebody today. Pastor said, mind your own business. That was, that was for my spouse. That was for my cousin. No, that's for me. And earn your living just as you were taught. By doing this, you will live an honorable life, influencing others and commanding respect of even the unbelievers. Then you'll be in need of nothing and not dependent upon others. Do you realize that the witness to the world that you and I have, that the way our coworkers, the way our neighbors will be attracted to the gospel is because you and I live a quiet life. We got a quiet mind, it equals a quiet life. I know how to calm my thoughts. When my mind is raging, when my thoughts are filled with fear, when my mind is filled with all kinds of, maybe it's confusion or maybe it's comparison, I know how to get my mind to calm down. Do you know how to do that? 
The number one need when it comes to mental health is self-talk. We just brought in a, a leadership guru, in my opinion, Colin Henderson. We brought him here to talk to our staff about mastering your mindset. You got to go pick up his new book. This guy's unbelievable, been a friend of mine for a really long time, and he talked about this very thing. You got to talk yourself into greatness. You got to talk yourself into being calm. You got you to know, listen, don't listen to yourself, talk to yourself. The way I calm my mind is I tell my mind, no, 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 God is in control. No, 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 God is for me. Who could be against me? No, God has a plan even in the midst of the pain. Come on, clap today if you're grateful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know what to say when I talk to myself. Because I'm going to get this mind quiet. Have you ever felt like your mind just, you got these thoughts and it's loud and it's, you're, you're wondering what to do. You ever been all up in your mind? We, we call it a culture. I'm all up in my feelings. Let's just be honest. You all up in your thought life. You all up in your mind. So that's why some of us, we struggle to be present. Because you, some of us, you got to realize, if you're not present with your family, you're not present with your spouse, you're not present even when you come to church, you're either pre-living or you're reliving. You're pre-living. What's it going to be like? How's it? What are they going to say? Is it going to work out? Is it? How, what are they going to? Oh, is it going to get this much money? And, or we're reliving. How come I did that? Why did I say that? How, this could have done better. Some of us we don't know how to be present. We don't know how to calm and quiet our mind. It's a real problem. But I love what the Bible says. The Bible teaches us that God wants us to have a disciplined mindset. Oh, look here. I love this. This is one of the greatest promises in all scripture. Second Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of, oh, come on. I feel faith in this place. Sound mind. Hear me, what I'm trying to tell you. God cares about your quiet mind so much that when he rose from the dead, he placed inside of you the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. The Greek word here for sound mind is literally translated, God gave you the spirit of disciplined thinking. You, you, you ought to walk around your house being like, I don't know what you got, but when Jesus rose from the grave, he gave me disciplined thinking, that my mind is disciplined. I capture that thought. I go, nope, we're going to be disciplined. We're not going to think negative. We're not going to think critical. We're not going to think bad about ourselves or about others. I'm not thinking bad about the church. I'm not thinking about bad about my family or my parents. I'm thinking good thoughts. I'm thinking, God, come on, anybody thankful today? He didn't give me fear gave me the ability to quiet my mind. Being a parent is about finding tricks on how to get your house quiet. The best moment of my whole household is when I got all three kids reading books and there's just a moment of quietness and calmness. I just need one moment as a parent. I wonder if your brain feels that way. I just need one moment of quietness and rest. The problem is, is that we got to learn how to master our mind. We got to learn that God changes us by renewing our mind. It's our problem. We, we got to work on this. Write down number two. I love. I love this thought. We're not working on our mental. 
Colin said something great when he spoke to our staff. He said, some of you meal prep, but do you mental prep? I just love that thought because I thought about four people that meal prep. And I was like, wow, they are so responsible. And I wonder if they, I didn't think about them about that, but I just thought about the people that meal prep. Anyways, but we get prepared for so many different things. I wonder if you're rehearsing in your mind the right stuff. Because Jesus called us. Look, look, look here. Look at what Jesus says in Matthew. Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. I'm called to work on my mind loving Jesus. My thought life. Oh, look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. One of your minds so loud because you're thinking about stuff down here accumulation, accomplishment, opinions of others, attaining more. No, I got to get my mind above. It actually says set, you know, you put your car in reverse or you put your car in neutral or you put your your car in drive. So you got to get, you got to get your mind set on the things above. I'm thinking about his kingdom. I'm thinking about the next life, which is my everlasting life. I'm thinking about how I can make an impact. Come on, I got to get our mind you got to get your mind out of the gutter. Some of us, your problem is you got stinking thinking. We're thinking low. We're thinking bad. We're thinking, we're jaded. We're ne- no, no, no. Set your mind on the things above. When was the last time that you said, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and pre-live or relive. I'm not going to sit here and dwell on my sin. I'm not going to sit here and just wonder what everybody's saying about No, I'm setting my mind on the things above. I love Philippians 4. Watch, it gets even better. Watch this one. It says, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real and honorable and admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Stop putting your mind on the temporary. Stop putting your mind on the outcome. Stop putting your mind on yourself. I am not admirable. I am not beautiful. I don't need to be thinking about me. I need to get my mind on the, the problem is, is that we don't work on our mental. And we think mental health is strictly a spa day, a me day, a trip to Cancun. No, no, no. The Bible is teaching us that if we will be changed, it will be being changed by the renewing of our mind. Nothing renews my mind like Scripture. Nothing renews my mind like God's Word. God's Word, all of a sudden, I get it into my life. I get it into my heart. In fact, in the Old Testament, God, He, he would allow His people to build frontlets. They would literally build these, these little contraptions over their mind and they would wear them like a hat and it would remind them that the law or God's word it should be the forefront of their mind lest they think about self lest they think about temporary things I wonder if we need to start building frontlets and get some new we need to build some Zoe merch frontlets swag out in 2021 because we got to get our mind on the Bible because if I keep on thinking about temporary stuff, I'm going to get overwhelmed, politics, crisis, what's going on in Afghanistan, Haiti, Cuba, all kinds of problems. No, I got to get my mind 
and the things above. Got to get over myself. Are you working on your, how do I work on my mental health? I read the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Because I got no shot at changing without the scriptures. God changes me by changing my mind. So let me tell you, there's a problem. And the problem is, is that we need to work on our mental health. But here's the solution. Write down the solution today. I love this. Beliefs turn into your mindset, and your mindset turn into your behavior. Colin said this to our team. A conditioned set of beliefs are what drive behavior. A conditioned set of beliefs, that's what drive your behavior. I want to tell you, th- 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 this is your life and this is mine. Beliefs determine your mindset and your mindset drives your behavior. So your beliefs, that's determines what you think about you, God, you, and others. And that drives all my behavior. As a parent, I realize this, so I'm trying to train my boy's mind. The greatest privilege I have as a parent is to give them the right mindset. So in the morning time when we had breakfast, I said to my boys, I said, boys, you're going to repeat after me. Say this with me. Say it with your chest. Say, I'm a G. My little three-year-old's like, I'm a G. I'm a G. Come on, say it after me. Say, I'm growing. I am grateful. I am generous. Say it the first time. I said, a little bit louder. Say, I'm a G. Say, I'm a G. I'm growing. I am grateful. I am generous. I get my boys saying the motto. We got a motto at Zoe Church. Before every service, we get all of our volunteers together, the ZST, and we say a motto. We say, I am a child of God, called by name. I am loved, chosen, and graced by God. Today, I decide to humble myself. I stir up my faith to say, so anything is possible. Today, I declare, People are my passion. His house is my priority. Excellence is my standard. And generosity is my privilege. All of this is for him. This is his day, his house, his hour, and it all Woo! makes some noise in the ministry center. T- I got my three-year-old memorizing that thing. I got my five-year-old. He can say it by, by heart. My seven-year-old knows it better than most anybody on staff. I am training them conditioning them on a set of beliefs because their beliefs will determine their mindset and their mindset will drive their behavior. I don't change their behavior. I change their mind. And the way I change their mind is I change their beliefs. So you got to go back and start with your beliefs. The solution is saying, if I believe better, I'll live better. If I believe better, I'll think better. See, the solution is renewing your mind with God's word and saying, I know what I believe about God. I know what I believe about others. I know what I believe about heaven. I know what I believe about righteousness. I know what I believe about the gospel. I know. Come on, clap today, Zoe. We're getting our beliefs right. We're getting our mind right. We're getting our mind right. We're getting our behavior right. See, church misses forever. We focused on behavior modification, but we need mind transformation. If you get mind transformation, it's because you got your theology. You got your, your system of beliefs right. My passion for you, Zoe Church, is I'm not interested in, you, in, 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 in your behavior. I'm interested in changing your mind. 
And I know the only shot we got at that is God's word. Oh, I love this. Look at this, uh, Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. As I think in my heart, that's who I really am. So what I believe God said about me, you are not your performance. You are not how much money you make. You are not what you drive. You are, you are not what you've accumulated. You are not what others think about you. You are what God thinks about you. And the more as a man thinketh in his heart, as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. So I'm, I'm thinking what God thinks about me. And the more I double down on that, the more lethal I become with a mental edge. I don't need comparison. I don't need what others have. I don't need, I don't need the validation of humans. It doesn't matter how many people like a photo or comment. It doesn't matter what this, that, or the other. No, no, I've been validated by heaven. The solution is getting your mind right by getting your beliefs right. Oh, here's the second solution. You need to train your mind. You need, to, you need to go into mental training where it's like, I'm, 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 I'm training for a marathon. Today, Julia, Pastor Julia is not, uh, she's not here at the ministry center recording. She'll be at the Million Dollar Theater today, but she's flying in early Sunday morning because she just ran with her sisters. She's the oldest of four girls. They ran from Mount Hood all the way to the coast in Oregon. I think it's a hundred something miles. And they, each of them took three legs, six miles a piece. And so Julia, she's running, uh, on Friday, six miles. I think her first leg's 8 a.m. Then she's doing another one at 7 p.m. And then she did another one like at 5.30 a.m. And so she, she, but she's been training for this race. Every day she's like, I got four miles in. I got to get six miles in. I got to go on a long one today. She's been, she's been training. She's been getting ready for this. See, I need you to start training your mind. Everything's great till you get punched in the face. Everything's great until you lose your job. Everything's great until somebody breaks up with you. My mind's okay until somebody, you know, goes against me. So you need to train your mind so when conflict happens, when fallout happens, when drama for your mama happens, you need to be able to go, nope, nope, nope. I'm not good until I'm not. I'm just good. I'm training my mind for that phone call of somebody passed away. I'm training my mind for that phone call when someone's got COVID that's close to me. I'm training my mind for anything in my life. So I don't get, I don't just go like, I'm strong and then I'm weak. No, no, no. You got to talk yourself into strength. You got to train your mind no matter what comes your way. I'm not getting low in my thinking. I'm not getting stinking. I've said it. On the things about, I don't, I don't, I don't go from reverse neutral drive. Let's just see how what emotions I'm gonna feel. No, just it's set. Don't move that dial. My kids, they get mad at me because during games that we watch, as soon as a commercial comes on, I change the channel. And I change the channel, and I go to this channel, and I go to that channel, and they're like, Dad, go back to the show. And I'm like, Well, I don't know if the commercial's over. It's like you kind of flip around, flip around, flip around, and they go back. Some of us, we just change our mind. And then we come back and see, is everything good? No, no, you got to set your mind and don't move it. Say, I know who God is. He's the maker of the heavens and the earth. And he loved me so much, he called me by name. I don't know how 
but he died on a cross for my sins. He rose from the I didn't earn this. I didn't deserve this. It's not, it's not, it's not by, by working. It's by believing. And so I'm going to fix my mind on the things above. Watch what Isaiah says if you'll do this. Watch what Isaiah says. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. You will. Talking about God. You will keep him in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You will keep him in perfect peace. Those who set their minds on you and they don't move it down. No, no, no. You can't get perfect peace by vacillating. He loves me. He loves me not. I trust God. I don't trust him. I'm for people. I hate people. No, no, no. I got to set my mind and I just leave it. My mind's on the things above. If I die, I die. I'm going to heaven. Come on, clap, Zoe. I feel like some people are understanding. We're going to renew our mind. And if you renew your mind, I promise you, and, uh, worship team, you can come play in the background. I want to promise you the possibility. The possibility is what Isaiah just prophesied. Number one, the possibility is perfect peace. The possibility is that if you set your mind on the things above and you allow God to be Lord over your mind, God cares so much about your mind that he said, I'm going to put a helmet over it, the helmet of salvation. God cares so much about your mind that he said, I want you to have the mind of Christ. God cares so much about your mind that he said, if you'll turn to me in your time of need, I will give over your mind and over your heart a guard of perfect peace. I'm not saying that life is easy. And I'm not saying that troubles do not happen. In fact, quite the opposite. Trouble happens in all of our lives. There's hardship. There's difficulty. There's relationship, there's issues, there's pressures, there's dynamics. There's all kinds of things going on. My question to you is, do you have the mental ability to say, no matter what wind shifts, my mind doesn't. And I have a habit of quiet time. I have a habit of Sabbath rest. And I have a habit where I just am always renewing my mind. Did you know the average person thinks 80,000 negative thoughts a day? Did you realize that for every one negative comment about you, you need five to erase that one negative? You, 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 you're so smart. I'm probably telling you what you already know. But let's just remind ourselves that negativity is stronger than positivity. The mind is conditioned to go towards the negative, never towards the positive. The mind naturally wants to remember the worst, never the best. I've got to train my mind. I've got to renew my mind. And if I renew my mind, what will happen? It's not only will I get better, but God promises I will keep you in perfect peace. Watch it. Just, I'm just going to... Last two thoughts, but just Philippians 4. Watch. We're going back to this chapter. Philippians 4. Go to verse 6 now. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
God is saying, when you got problems, that's fine. It's, you, you live in a fallen planet. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Eve. And it's not a perfect world. People are going to turn on you. People are going to gossip about you. People are going to hurt you. You're going to go through health issues, financial crisis. There's going to be things that happen. Be anxious about none of these things, but in everything, let your requests be made known to God. And when you do this, the peace of God will come upon you. It will guard your heart. But, but, but God's so good. He said, I don't just care about your heart. I'm really worried about your mind. So I'm going to guard your mind from all these wicked thoughts, from all these terrible thoughts, from all these lustful thoughts, from all these damaging thoughts, from the destructive thoughts of insecurity, from isolation, from all these problems. No, I'll guard your... I don't know why, but I know I should be totally stressed. Usually I am. I know I should be totally freaking out. Usually I am. I know I should be totally just like in bed all day. Usually I am. But you know what? I set my mind on the things above. I gave it over to God. I surrendered. I just let God's word minister to me. I started to get renewed by the by the power of God's word. And all of a sudden, I feel a guard over my heart. Come on, clap in your house. Clap in your living room. Thank God today. He is renewing our minds perfect peace over your mind some of you just right now put put a hand over your mind say this after me say father god i thank you that you will cover my mind i put a frontlet over my mind protect my mind from evil thoughts negativity help me god train me to master my mindset come on clap together thank jesus Here's here's the last thing I want to encourage you today is that remember when I'm renewed in my mind, do not conform to the patterns. Do not conform to what culture or social media or what everybody in West Hollywood's doing. Don't conform to their thinking about how they see, how they view money, how they view success. Don't, don't, don't conform to the world, to Forbes, to, to Harvard business. Don't conform. That's their, just be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When I read the Bible, it's like, God's like, that's the mindset I want you to have today. That's how I want you to think about you. That's how I want you to get over yourself. You're a servant. You're not a superhero. Just, you know, in the Old Testament, when someone became a king, God God prescribed this. He said, if you're going to be a king for me, every day my kings will read and rewrite the law every day. And he said, I'm going to prescribe this for my kings, for the best of the best. Because every day when you read this and you rewrite this, he said, it will allow you to not let your heart be lifted above your brethren. Translation, it will humble you to say, oh, that's right. I'm a servant. I'm not a big deal. I'm not supposed to be about me today. Come on, Zoe, we need more people to renew their mind daily. Don't renew your mind every Sunday. Don't, don't renew your mind once a week. Come on, we need daily reminders. We need daily renewal of our mind. You can renew your mind. Follow the Zoe Devo. Get it on our website. We need to renew our mind every day. Uh, one day without reading from me, I just, I become evil. I become wicked. And I'm talking about evil like I just eat too many McFlurries. It's very evil. But, but we got to renew our mind. Here's the other thing. Last thing I want to tell you. When you renew your mind every day. See, because quiet time is renew your mind time. Quiet time is a time for me to reflect and be grateful 
It's a time for me to sit and ponder all that God's done in my life. And when I renew my mind with God's word, all of a sudden, one this, this always happens. His peace guards my mind. Watch this. Peace guards my mind. Gratitude fills my heart. If I don't renew my mind, need this, need that. I got need more. I've got to accomplish. I've got to just, it's not enough. And I just, striving. But every time I renew my mind, I sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so good. You are so faithful. You are so loving. I can't believe this. I don't deserve anything. How, how do you love somebody like me? I'm a sinner. You're my savior. Just write down the last thought. Gratitude is a magnet for miracles. Woo! Gratitude is a magnet for miracles. You start renewing your mind, it'll lift your gratitude. You start living in gratitude and God will start bringing miracles into your life. What I tend to depreciate, I lose. But when I appreciate, it gains value. I feel like some of us at Zoe, Zoe family, if you're online, I feel like some of us this week, we're going to renew our mind every day. We're going to get into Zoe Zoe Devo every day. Renew, renew, renew. And gratitude is going to lift. And we're going to master this mindset. We say, I'm not going to live in stinking thinking. I'm not going to live in the gutter. I'm not going to let the enemy win my mind. No, I'm going to set my mind to the things above. And as I do, I'm filled with, I'm telling you, miracles are attracted to grateful people. Because God sees, wow, you, you live with gratitude. You live with stewardship. You live with thankfulness. I work with gratitude. I do not work with pride. I do not work with entitlement. I do not work with those that are like, he owes me this. Something's wrong. I, I gave God my life. No, no, no. He's attracted to gratitude. And I feel like when we get our mind right, we get our spirit right. And all of a sudden, God begins to work in unbelievable ways. Come on, bow your heads in your house. Jesus, I thank you for our church. I thank you that we will walk in daily habit. Number three, dangerous habit. Number three, it is renewing our mind.